Hey, what's up, everyone? Happy Friday. Welcome to another podcast of the Daily Mind. Back again with another half hour of what today is going to be. Is there such thing as a stupid question? Because it's Friday. So every Friday, that's pretty much what the topic is. Because we know by now, after probably over 50 episodes, maybe, of this uh, segment, that there's actually a such thing as a stupid question. So, and of course, there's many, many more. Anyway, um, <laughs> last night or whatever, yesterday, I got hit with something crazy in terms of like, I don't know, out of nowhere, I just got sick. And <laughs> it just hit me out of nowhere. And I'm like, geez, like I had a headache. I was like, I had a throbbing headache. I thought it was maybe, you know, eating too much salt or some shit like that. I don't know. But it turned out I was just getting sick. So I just sweated out, took a nice shower, took a nice hot shower, sweated out, detox, all that stuff. And increasing more of my uh, water intake, you know, so I kind of shake this off because, you know, it's not often. It's very rare that I get sick twice in the same quarter of the year. Usually it's between like one time between January and March. And then I don't get sick again until the last quarter of the year. So it's kind of odd. No, it's not odd. The weather where I'm at is is transitioning. So it's getting warmer now. So I guess that's just what it is. Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to get right into the first, what could potentially be the first um, stupid question. Let's see what I got here. I, I know I see. Okay, yeah, I got one. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Uh, someone asked. And again, if you never heard of the website Cora, I recommend you go on there. It's a question and answer site. You can ask questions. You can answer questions. You're going to probably see questions that perhaps you're probably, you know, too afraid to ask that maybe somebody else will ask in your in your name or whatever. Anywho, someone asked the question, what is it like to be on meth? Um, The fuck? I won't know because I never did it. But there are some answers to it. Um, this guy by the name of Eric, he said, I did try it once and I didn't like it. But in hindsight, I'm not surprised. I like sleeping. I have no desire to be up over 24 hours. I'm not proud of it, but it's easier to list the drugs I've not taken than the reverse. The list he took was, uh, he said he took PCP, mescaline, and molly. I actually didn't like ecstasy either. I was a hormone-filled youngster like most guys. I think at this point, although... I had done a great deal of snorting coke and smoking crack or freebase. I was getting away from the stimulants because they irritated my heart arrhythmia. Uh, my last few years getting messed up was primarily heroin, uh, snorted or smoked. Oof, this guy did it all. He fucking did it all. And then somebody, um, to answer that response, they said, your life sounds boring now. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I've never done drugs at all and don't have a desire to do so. It's not my thing. It's, you know, different strokes for different folks. I just don't see the hype about taking and doing drugs. I, I, I can't see it. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of glad I never really gravitated to that, you know, because a lot of my family members um, long have passed, have been under these things. And honestly, uh, I'm just glad, I, you know, I didn't get caught up in all that. Anywho, next question, because uh, I would not know what it's like to do meth. Anyway, uh, somebody asked. If your husband told you to cheat on him when he's at work, what do you do? Well, first of all, you shouldn't cheat on him. First of all, he's out of his mind if you're going to, like, actually do that, if he expects you to do that. There's an answer, though. Uh, not a long answer, which is good. Somebody by the name of Steve answered the question by saying that he hired a 19-year-old guy to do our yard work and other AD jobs around the house for this very reason. It only took a week, and he would have his way with her a couple of times each day he was there. She would send me pictures and video clips. I left work at noon one day to come home so I could see him in person. What a cuck. Man, first of all, that dude would have been out of there. There'd been no fucking way he would have been working there still. 
because you're just allowing that. I told you, I've, I've done this, I've done episodes similar to this on swingers and, and whatnot and other shit. There are people that are, down, that are down for this kind of thing. You know how those, uh, those porn segments play out, the plumber shows up, you know, oh, can you fix my pipes and shit like that. That's kind of what that, that whole thing is. Some people want to live out those fantasies and that's perfectly fine, but that's not me. That is definitely not me. Um, I, I think anybody that is in this situation needs to really evaluate a few things, but if it works, it works. All right. Here's another one. Can two guys love each other and not be gay? Well, of course. Because, you know, there's platonic love and then there's the other love. Uh, there's an answer to this, of course. Um, this guy by the name of Bama Boy, he said, I had the same experience in my life as a 20-year-old man. We met at work, instantly became friends to the point where we had other friends teasing us. He was married. I was not. We were always together at work and home. I became friends with his wife, his mom, and dad, also his brother. I was with him when his wife gave birth to their first child. Our relationship lasted for about 15 years. Uh, he was deeply involved in his church. It got me going as well. We never discussed sex. He was a, he was uh, a dominantly against homosexuality, but we both knew and felt we had a connection. Oof. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey. And there's another one. <laughs> uh, a guy by the name of um, David. He says that uh, my buddy in the army and I were so close as friends that if we got any closer to each other, it might have migrated to don't ask, don't tell, which, by the way, is no longer a thing in the army. Um, <laughs> it says we worked together. We broke bread together. We hung out in each other's rooms. We were soulmates that got each other through tough times. We laughed and cried together. Okay. So, I mean, can two guys could love each other and not be gay. I mean, that's, what do you call that? Like a bromance, a bromance, like nothing crazy. You guys are just like super close. And then I guess it takes for certain situations like the military for guys like that. I mean, I've seen many of bromances in the military. You know what I mean? Nothing crazy, nothing out of line, just they're they're just close friends, so it's very much possible. Whatever happens after that, if it if it gets to a point where it turns, it goes to a whole nother level. That's a whole different story. All right. So anyway, uh, hmm. Here's an interesting question: Is the affair or cheating as fun once you're caught, and does it continue? You know, honestly, I think if you get caught doing that shit, you probably should stop because you're gonna get caught again. There's no thrill in that. It says, uh, this woman by the name of Felicia, she said, you would have to ask my ex-husband. We were barely married for two years when I found out he was cheating on me. He flat out told me he was going to continue to see other women and we will have a quote unquote open relationship. I left him. His idea of marriage was not the idea of marriage we agreed on when we started our relationship. That was 32 years ago. I spent 20 years being a happy divorcee before I married my true husband. We've been married for years. The thought of suffering through years of marriage to a person who quote unquote enjoyed his affairs when he knew his actions hurt me was not a situation I would tolerate. Even if he had decided to stop cheating and stay with me, I had no trust in him. So no cheating is fun, isn't is fun for the person being cheated on once the cheater is caught. Yeah, because there's, there's always a victim. Cheating is not a victimless crime. Somebody is going to suffer behind cheating. It could be both parties, but it's guaranteed to be one party that's going to suffer the most. And I mean, honestly, if you get caught doing it, you need to stop. Because why would you put somebody in that situation to begin with? I mean, if the tables were turned, would you want that done to you? Probably not. Or maybe you just don't care. It, it, it's either or. All right. Uh, let's see. Hmm. <sighs> 
I'm trying to find another question that makes sense. Ah, here we go. I think I can resonate with this one. How do I accept that I'm ugly and will never be as attractive as those men I see on social media? Let me tell you something. It's funny because I watched a clip of Rodney Dangerfield. And Rodney Dangerfield is a self-depreciating or was a self-depreciating comedian. He would bash himself for the sake of people kind of just finding him funny or feeling sorry for him. This man would call himself all types of names. Ugly, especially one of them. When I do that, nobody laughs. They're like, oh, you're not a bad looking guy. My wife gets pissed every time I say she's ugly. Because I guess she feels like, well, you know, I don't date ugly men. And, you know, if you were ugly, I wouldn't be with you kind of deal. I know I'm ugly. Okay, I can say that with the utmost confidence. And sometimes, you know, to say you're ugly, that's all it takes is confidence. If you can say that you're ugly, then you have confidence in yourself. That's how I see it. But then again, you know, it's it's either here or there. All right, so um, nobody answered that question, but um, I never like looked to see like compare myself to other men on social media. No, no, I just know I'm not a very attractive guy. If I had to rate myself on a scale of one to ten, I'd say I'm like a five. Plain and simple, I say I'm a five, and that's that's being generous. <laughs> I would say I'm a five. I mean, you guys see my picture on, on the daily on the. Uh, the podcast cover, you guys be the judge. All right, let's see. Mm, let's see what else question we got. Uh, okay, here's an interesting one. As a massage therapist, if you have ever crossed a boundary during a massage, was it because you wanted to or because you sense your client wanted you to do so? Now, I will be honest. I had an incident where, I kid you not, and I told my wife this too. I thought the shit was crazy. I was at a massage, uh, massage envy. Okay. This was back in Alaska some years ago. I was getting a massage laying on my back. The woman, the masseuse accidentally brushed her hand up against my junk. And I was like, she was like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. And I'm like, Oh no, it's, it's fine. But nothing went further than that. I mean, sometimes it happens, you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to deep tissue massages and they're trying to cover every single part of you. Sometimes it, it just happens. Anyway, um, this woman by the name of Disha, she answered the question by saying, as a massage therapist, I always prioritize my client's comfort and boundaries. If I ever crossed a boundary during a massage, it would never be because I wanted to. It's essential to respect the boundaries and trust of my clients at all times. If there's ever a situation where a boundary is blurred, I ensure open communication to clarify and maintain a professional and safe environment for everyone involved. Now, that's at a legit massage parlor. You go to one of those seedy massage parlors, and that's a different story. The boundaries are bound to be crossed. <laughs> They're bound to be crossed. If you're going somewhere legit, like Massage Envy, don't expect that to happen. And if it does, that's on a rare instance. Because there is, um, when you're like a, a, a physical like masseuse, you go to school, you get certified for all these things. They tell you, you have to, like, you got to be mature about it. Like, yeah, you're rubbing on somebody's body. You're, rubbing, you're touching people you don't know. And yes, as human beings, we do get feelings sometimes, but you got to suppress that. You can't cross that boundary. It's not professional and it's not cute, but sometimes it happens and, you know, it is what it is. All right. So let's see. Next question. Let's see how much time I got. Remember, I, I'm doing this on a phone, so I only get like a half hour. Let's see what I got. I got I'm at 11 minutes. I got time. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Oh, OK. Here's one. What are the reasons why men don't want to get married anymore? You know, in this day and age, the 
the sanctimony of marriage is dwindling. It's going to be a point where marriage ain't even going to exist anymore. It's going to get to a point where people are not going to want to get married no more. They just want to stick around, that kind of thing. Um, and then, like, I guess you got to look at it as the, the, the women now out there, OnlyFans, shaking their ass and all that shit. It makes you think, as a man, if, if any of these girls or any of these women are, are marriage material. For some guys watching all that TikTok and, 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 and pfft, OnlyFans shit, it works for them. I mean, not everybody's meant to get married. That's for sure. Not everybody's wired to get married. Anyway, what are the reasons why men don't want to get married anymore? This guy, Ronald, went in on this answer. He said, you women are stupid. You live with a guy. He gets sex. You do things for him, but you are not his wife. Your value goes down with each partner you have sex with. If you have a child, you will never find that good man. Did you go to college? You now have debt. Your goal is to pay your loans, advance your career, and achieve your desired lifestyle. When when do you be a wife and mother? You don't. It's beneath you at this point. A strong man will not want you. How many men did you sleep with? Do you have a foul mouth? Tattoos? Do you go to bars and drink? It's not being a strong woman. It's being a slut. Wow. The man went in. Listen, I'm going I'm to have to disagree with him on certain things, okay? When you're young, you're young. You're going to live your life in your 20s and maybe your 30s the best possible way. You're going to have fun. Okay, now I get it. A lot of guys go off of a woman's past, especially sexually. You know, the body count. How many bodies have you slain? So like a woman and it's like a double standard because a guy will see like, how many bodies did you slay? Oh, I've only had sex twice in my life. They're going to be like, something's wrong with you. And then if a woman says I've had like 40 partners, they're going to say, damn, you got mileage. So it doesn't, women just get it really, really rough either way. Um, but I don't know. I guess guys are looking at these factors. He did hit some points though. But I mean, should a woman's past dictate her future? That depends. That's left to interpretation. A lot of people do change. You know, there are some women that still live that 20s lifestyle into their 40s and 50s doing crazy shit. And then there's some, you know, women that do settle down and... You know, they slow, life slows down. They have kids. They settle down. They get married. They put their 20s behind them. That's it. Everybody has a past of some sort. Uh, there's another answer to this. Uh, Ronald. Uh, no, no, no. That's the same guy. He answered his own question. Hold on. Let me see something. Uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> He's This guy, Thomas, he says, hardly see wives stay faithful in my life. That's on you, Thomas. There's a reason probably why they're not staying faithful to your ass. Look, like I said before, men are willing to marry. They are just a little bit more picky. Women will take this as, you know, as some sort of a scoff where men are just trying to be careful because a lot of people get the concept of marriage really fucked up. Like you are literally signing a contract to be with someone for the rest of your life. That means you need to pick your partner's very very carefully and most importantly you need to get them you, get, you need to get to know them as much as possible because i'm telling you right now you're gonna mess with somebody they're gonna be a, a good pick in the beginning and all of a sudden they start spazzing out on you and they just like losing their fucking mind i'm just saying i'm just saying all right so uh don't worry men there ladies there are men out there still willing to get married just find the right guy i promise you uh let's see Ooh, boy, I think I read a similar question to this before. I found lubricant and tissue in my 12-year-old son's room. What should I do? Um, talk to him about it? Don't make him feel ashamed about it? I mean, we've all done that in one way or another. Women, 
men when we were younger, we've all done that. Just simply like, just talk to them. You know, just tell them, hey, what you doing? At least it's safe. At least he's not trying to find out just messing with other girls. Uh, this woman by the name of L. She says, I wouldn't do anything but back out the room. I don't want anything to do with my son's alone time, especially at that age. What he's doing is common and to be expected. He can have a conversation with his father if he needs to, but as a mother, I will not be having conversations about the subject unless he absolutely needs my guidance. For example, girls and women are about dating situations. What he do, what he does behind closed doors is his business, so long as he's not locking, looking at anything disturbing. It's normal behavior. But one thing L doesn't realize is that sometimes some single mothers are going to catch their sons doing this shit. How do you explain that? See, she said that she, she'll leave that to the father. In some cases, the father is not around. So if you're a single mom and you catch your son doing that, who are you going to get to explain to him? You're the one, you're the only adult there. So which means you have to explain this to him. You can't sit there and be like, oh, you know, the father. Of course, the father would be the right ideal person to explain such an act. But it's not always like that. So some some women, um, single, single mothers got to be prepared for stuff like that. You know, it's easier if you're a mother and you explain this to a daughter. Of course, but it's not always like that. And sometimes you got to be prepared for the unexpected. Anyway, let's see what else we got. Ah, this is crazy. <laughs> I love this segment of the show because it's just so random. It's so random. <laughs> uh, okay, this is a question. I guess uh, I'll read it. My husband and I have been married for 32 years. I find I love him more as time go on, and I get anxious when I think of anything bad between us. Is this normal? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's been many marriages that fell apart 15, 20, 30 years. So, I mean, if you've been around this long together, you should have nothing to worry about. But again, like I said, some marriages that last that long do fall apart, unfortunately. Uh... There's an answer to this, of course. That's a long-ass answer. Let me see. Let me find a shorter answer to that. <sighs> yeah, but, like, like me me and my wife, we're going to be 12 years married this year in October. And I don't ever really think about bad things happening between us. I do think about if, God forbid, something happens to one of us. That I do think about. But as far as bad shit, um, like, you know, we fall in love or whatever. No, not at all. Not at all. Um... Let me see. I'm trying to find an answer to this. A short answer. <sighs> Let me see. Okay. This um this woman by the name of Luann, she she answered this question. Uh, it's a fairly short answer. She said, it's normal. According to you and I and even a few others, just enjoy the joys of today. No ifs and buts that make you anxious. Don't give room for doubt that some, something bad might happen and uh, between both of you. The reason you find that you love him more as time goes by is because he's a good, kind, loving husband. He makes you feel special. With that being said, focus on your happiness together. If and when trouble comes your way, then face it. Sometimes being over happy makes you scared that it might be snatched away from you. I always try to expect the unexpected. All the time. But, you know, in the meanwhile, like she made a good point. Live in the now. Don't live in the future. Live in the now. Enjoy each other's time. While you are still here. That's the best advice you could probably give somebody that sort of think that. Alright, so let me see how much time I got. Uh, I got 10 minutes. This episode goes fast. Alright, so... Alright. Do men prefer curvy women or skinny women? Hmm. 
interesting. I prefer curvy women. I I am I love thick women. You could call me a chubby chaser, whatever. I don't give a shit. I love a thick woman. Now that's a long ass answer. I'm not gonna read. Um. Uh, let me see. Hmm. All right. This woman answered the question. There should be more men like you out there. Unfortunately, not. You have common sense. Also, probably a secure attachment style. You sound emotionally and mentally healthy. Bookmarking. Um. This guy by the name of Mongo, he said, there's lots of us men out here that are like this. At first, we get put in the friend zone until the women exhaust their bad boys, which is true, which is true. Just think about like the girl in high school that put you off. Now she's, you know, maybe 20 pounds heavier. She's got three kids by different daddies. And now she sees you as attractive. Absolutely not. Where were you in high school? Yeah. All right. So. Robert did say, he answered the question by saying, uh, before I answer, most straight guys prefer women curvy or thin. They like women. Women smell clean. They feel good. They make sense because they are women, not because they are perfect. That said, the question gets to the difference between a young guy and a mature man. Okay, he goes too much into this. The, the question is, um, yeah, but and what he's really saying is it's not a matter of size. It's a matter of her, you know, her smell, her touch, her warmth. That's how you're looking at it. So for him, it really don't matter. For me, it kind of matters because everybody has a type, a preference, if you will. Um, let's see. Okay, I read that question last time. That shit was wild. Um, okay, hold on. <laughs> okay, here's a question. At the age of 32, are you late to get married? Honestly, I think these social norms nowadays dictate so much shit. You're never too late to get married. There are people out there that are getting married in their 60s. My first marriage, I got married, I was 23. My second marriage, which I'm currently in, I was mm, 27, about 27, 28. So, um, but at the age of 32, are you late to get married? Uh, There's an answer to this. Lean, she says, to be honest, when I was in when I was 18, I always thought that I should be married at the age of 30 and have a child at 35. But right now I realize there's no age limit when you want to settle down. There's no age limit for falling in love and to get married. There isn't. Don't let these social norms dictate when you should get married, when you should settle down and when you should have kids. I will say this, though. Women are on a biological clock. You don't want to wait too long to get married. I mean, to have kids, because, you know, the older you are, you you're more of a high risk. That I get. But as far as marriage, you can marry whenever you want. Whenever you feel. I feel like everyone should really take their time before they decide to get married. And everybody should probably have a class before they get married. I honestly believe that. Because I think people got the idea of marriage really fucked up nowadays. It's not seen as something of uh, of two people falling in love. It's seen more like a contractual thing. I mean, it is somewhat of a contractual thing. But it just seemed to have lost its meaning being married, it seems like, to a lot of people. Um, there's another answer to this question. Mm. <sighs> this person, I'm just a ghost, says, I can't have children. When I was a child, I had the mumps, and it took the ability to have kids for me. Really? The mumps can do that? Okay. All right. So, I guess that's the case. All right. Mm. Uh, oh, this is a good question. Let me see how much time I have before I read this. Plenty of time. Okay. How do you deal with an attraction to other people when you're married? God, me and my dad had this fucking conversation some time ago. 
because I'm married, obviously. I would always think that looking at other women was a form of cheating. I would always think that. And we had a conversation and he was like, son, it's not cheating. You're a human being. You're a man. You're going to be attracted to other things. Even when you're with somebody, you're going to be attracted to other women. It's almost impossible to walk down a road or a sidewalk with tunnel vision without like, if you could pull that off, men, like gentlemen, if you could pull that off walking down the street and there's a group of women and you could just keep focused going straight down without even like even turning your head at an angle to look, you're a better man than me. Anyway, there is an answer to this. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Okay. Uh, this guy or uh, this woman by the name of Hira, Jahira, uh, she says, my husband and I were staying at a beach resort. Some team of professional footballers were staying there with the wives or girlfriends. Although it was not a clothing optional beach, some of the gals were not clued into that detail or disregarded. The fakest breasts I've ever seen in my life. Bobo, look at those. Wait, don't stare. Wow. Right? Quote, unquote. Uh, Bo slick on the uptake, realizing I was pointing out plastic surgery fail. Quote, I wonder how much those cost, but truly fake as breasts ever. They look like they could deflect bullets. I am sure the boyfriend and his admiring teammates did not mind. Okay, not about attraction, but how likely is there going to be a question or call where I get to share this um, antidote? Uh, okay, that really didn't answer the question. Okay, uh... This guy by the name of Avinash, he says, when you are married, don't compare others with your spouse and don't try to think that your spouse is better than them. Just think that it is your morale responsibility to be loyal to your spouse. It is responsibility of yours that your children should have stable and loving home. They have to struggle to come up, but they should feel totally relaxed and assured at home. You cannot shake that basis. They will be always persons better than and worse than your spouse. You have made your choice now. Stick to it. That's it. That's how you see it. Like... There's like, there's always going to be somebody that look better than your spouse and your spouse is going to look better than some people. That's just what it is. Nobody is the same. So yeah, something is going to catch your eye and you're just going to be like, damn. But then you got to realize, smack yourself in the back of the head. I'm married. You know, that's it. And just think there's somebody looking at your spouse thinking the same damn thing. This is true. <laughs> it's true. All right. Um, how much time I got? Uh, all right. Let me see what I got, what I got, what I got. Uh. Okay, here's one. If Donald Trump is elected president, I feel it would be best to leave the country. Is there a safe country to go to? Fuck no. Do you see the state of the world right now? Do you think there's a safer place to go? You're afraid of one man? You think there's a safer place to go? Get out of here. You know how many celebrities said they were going to move somewhere else if Donald Trump was elected the first time? Still in the United States. You're not going to find a safer place. You might. There are safer places out there. But you got to let one man move you somewhere else. Hell no. That's crazy. Grow up. <laughs> hmm. All right. Mm, let me see. Okay. Last question. Let me see. I got time. Um, what are some reasons why cheaters may choose to stay with their partners? The answer to that, because they never want to leave their partner out of love for their partner and or out of loving the security of the relationship and or fear of losing assets in a divorce and or fear of losing a connection with their children after a divorce. Yeah, because first of all, you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be cheating, especially when you have so much at stake. 
you have so much at stake. Why would you do it in the first place? But yeah, it's like, oh, you know, and it's always the same old thing. Oh, I messed up. You know, um, I didn't mean to. You know, I want to stay together for the sake of our children. Guys, you know, you should not be doing this shit. You have a lot at stake. You know, when it comes to divorce, you, you know, men lose out the most on it. They absolutely do. Women hurt from it. Absolutely. Men just lose assets behind it. And then why would you do that? You're really just hurting your kids even more, you know, because now they got to visit you on the weekends in one place and visit mom in another place. Like, who? why? Just don't cheat. Or don't even get married if you're not that type. You know, it may sound like a good idea in the beginning, but just don't. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. I really, truly appreciate it on this Friday. Hope that you have a great weekend coming up. Uh, I'm still trying to shake off this code. It's okay. This too shall pass. Anyways, just stay tuned for the next episode. Um, I still owe you guys a top uh, Dreamcast games of all time. That's going to be coming up. You know, the Dreamcast episode is getting some good numbers in. I truly, truly do appreciate it. And it's funny because I just seen a video of the Dreamcast when it was released in 1999. I, I don't know why this is just resurfacing all of a sudden. But, you know, these things don't happen just for no reason. All right, so hey, thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll do this another time. Just stay tuned. All right, have a great weekend. Peace.